Razor House. Welcome to this episode 170. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everyone? And we are back for another week of Galaxy. All right, guys. What, what, how does David want to start this off? How do I want to start it off? Yeah, because I, I realized in the last few shows, I've been, uh, you know, like, I know how you like to t- do your little, like, hey, guys, let's catch up on the weekend. And, like, you know, the last few weeks, I'm like, Galaxy straight. Galaxy, you know? So I'm just giving you a little bit, a little, a little bit of breath and go ahead. See what, what, I don't know about what, you, but I, I feel like I feel like me and Lewis kind of went straight into Galaxy last week where you were waiting for us to to kind of like shoot the shit a little bit. And then you, you were kind of caught off guard. I never want to shoot the shit. So, no. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'm just see. See, here's here's what's happening, though. Maybe I'm follow. I'm finally falling into line. With what you want. Oh, imagine. And now you're like, yeah, and, and now, <laughs> and now you're like, no, come on, let's shoot the shit. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Yeah. Let's shoot the shit. Lewis, how you doing? Just because I'm, I'm being uh, nice. Night, 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 night. Now you're just going to ruin it for yourself. I was yeah. being nice, giving you some breath, and now it's going to all stop. All right, galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Over the weekend, I attended the galaxy's uh, members at the movies event that they held at uh regal at la live see you had something to say yeah but it's galaxy related <laughs> galaxy shit what are you giving me shit for <laughs> it's no galaxy all right all right all right what are you talking about right now um oh look speaking of galaxy the galaxy is starting their game against cruz azul right now right after uh, tigres beat club of america in penalties so no potential galaxy versus geo in the final oh, uh, so we can lose, was so we can lose this game i don't care we about can this, lose this, this game yeah fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this game if we can't fuck if we cannot break geo's legs then no one is allowed yeah, to yeah. then who yeah. cares then who then gives a who shit cares so anyway i went to the galaxy uh members of the movies event on, on sunday which was super cool um, I, I don't know if anybody saw, they, they put up a bunch of like mock movie posters. They had uh, Zlatan as the last samurai. They had the LA, the guardians of the LA galaxy. They had Zlatan as the lion King, but holding up a ball instead of Simba, yeah, obviously. That was, that was a little silly uh, and funny. And then my favorite one was the Jonathan Dos Santos raging bull. That was my absolute <laughs> favorite. Yeah, yeah. I almost bought it. Oh, if if uh, if Boateng was still on the team, would it have been funnier if Zlatan was holding Boateng? <laughs> that is so much better, Lewis. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, you have to think that he was on the team when they designed the. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh... or Boateng. <laughs> well, you, well, what's funny is that uh, a, a very good friend of mine. Got me a. He went to a practice and he got me a signed jersey, uh, and he was missing a few players. So I took this opportunity to take my jersey and get uh, the remaining signatures that I didn't get at the event. And as I was going through and trying to figure out, okay, who do I have? I noticed that Emma Boateng is on there. So I just got sad every time I brought the, the shirt up to to have a Galaxy, uh, you know, player sign. I was like, oh, Emma. It was really sad. Um, <laughs> They he's they fine. hosted event. He's fine. They, yeah, I'm he's sure having he's fine. a good I'm sure he's gonna life. Do he's well. good. He's gonna do he's well. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to be closer to Donald Trump, right? 
Um, we were we were in the we were sitting in the in the movie theater waiting to see which players we got, and um, we almost never get the like good players. So as I'm sitting there and they announce the players coming out, they're like, "Oh, here's Ethan Zubak, here's Servando Carrasco," and I was like, "Ah, we got a cheap group. Yeah, here's Perry Kitchen. Here's Perry Kitchen. Oh, wait a minute, maybe not." And then here's Latan. Oh shit! Everybody went like everybody in the in my group went crazy. Nice. So we did get uh, we did get Zlatan. Um, we got some pictures with him. We got you know signature, obviously the other guys as well. And then after that, they allowed pretty much everybody to go into the other um, into the other rooms to try and get as many signatures as they could. So the kids both got their jerseys full of uh, signatures. Andrews looks particularly full because he's so tiny. Um, <laughs> I talked to Jonathan Dos Santos and I asked him, I, or I told him, I said, Hey, a few weeks ago after the LAFC game, you said LA is ours. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. LA is ours. Yeah. And I showed him our sticker and I said, I gave this to you a few weeks before that. <laughs> You're reprimanding him. You were gonna say, and I said, and I said, and I thought you were gonna say, "LA is our house." Yeah. And he looked at the sticker and he goes, "Ah, placer por el próximo." Nice. nice. <laughs> if it happens, that'll be so dope. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing if it actually happened. So I told him, I was like, "Look, dude, I'll be there. I'll be right behind the bench. So make sure you look for me and come over to me and." Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, he was Jonathan was super cool. Like all the players cool. that we met were super cool. We got to meet Christian Pavone too, who was nice. relatively quiet. Uh, he was, you know, he's he was quiet. You know, we we said hello and and thank you. The people that spoke to him in Spanish for the most part got a lot more, uh, you know, obviously a better reaction. Yeah. Um, and the same was the case for Polenta. Like every people were saying hello to him, and he was just kind of like hi, hello, for Polenta. But then anybody who spoke to him in Spanish, he like lit up and like got really, you know, animated and and happy that you know, obviously somebody speaking to him in Spanish. So um it was overall it was a very cool event. Um and so like I again, Galaxy season ticket members, if you are into stuff like this, uh and you're not a season ticket member and you're thinking about it, events like this kind of make me uh glad that I get uh season tickets. So yeah. uh it was good. That was that was my weekend though, Bobby. You, you okay now? Good. That was nice. I'm having some scotch now. That was nice, David. That's sweet. <laughs> All right, so uh, then back to the LA Galaxy. <laughs> the first game, guys, in the week. We got a win. Did get a win. We get a win versus Dallas. Thank Lots you, Galaxy, got a brace. for my double down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did uh did the Galaxy look good in this game? To you guys, it was a while ago. I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember watching it on Saturday. Like I, I, I mean, sorry, on Wednesday. Um, I was late. I started it late. I think I caught it like after the twentieth minute or so. And I remember the dominance that we had against DC. And I, I looked at this game and I was like, ah, I feel like we're playing a little sloppier. I feel like we're playing um, a little less. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little less uh, aggressive than uh, than we did against DC. I don't know if that's just because Dallas um, didn't allow us to play, you know to play the way that, that DC allowed us to play. But I felt like this game was a little bit sloppier. Maybe some of that has to do with uh, Efrain Alvarez starting and Julian Araujo starting. I thought they didn't have 
they didn't have great games um, to start. Lewis, what what do you think of this game? You were, you were actually watching this game from the from the beginning, so you yes. probably have a better opinion of this than I do. Yes, it's funny because now I know why they started tanking because for the first twenty minutes they actually dominated. This is yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. So they they had seventy five percent of the ball before you started watching, David. So <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, first twenty minutes of the game, the Galaxy looked to have picked off where uh, picked up where they left off in DC, holding on to the ball. Not creating too many chances, though. That that was the problem. Once you got to the final third, not too many shots were taken. And as the game progressed, little by little, Dallas started getting back into the game, started getting more possession, and by halftime, actually held more possession than the Galaxy. So in the final 25 minutes, they went from 75-25 to pretty much a 53-47 advantage, which is still basically a coin flip. But says a lot that in the first 20 minutes, Dallas was the one that absolutely dominated. I feel that Dallas kind of settled in, did what they needed to do to stop the, you know, the, the, the Galaxy's pretty much flow. Because after that, it seemed like all the passes got sloppy. None of the passes, or at least most of the passes, were not finding its intended target. There was a lot of miscommunication, and it, it just got really ugly really really fast and you say to yourself here we go again you had a strong showing and all of a sudden you give it back and even if you were to rebound from this if you let in a goal then it was all for nothing i think even uh i think dallas even hit the post and the if i yeah, recall did, correctly uh so i mean the, the galaxy got kind of lucky to go into halftime at zero zero but i didn't really feel too confident coming out into that second half uh considering how they finished uh, the second part of the uh, of the first half, but got it together in the second half. I, I think in the second half they said, "Okay, we'll relinquish a little bit of the uh, uh, of the possession and pick our spots." And that's exactly what happened. I, I think they they uh, they attacked when they needed to and got the goals that they were looking for. And at the end of the day, they not only get back in the win column. They not only beat a Western Conference opponent, but you also got a shutout. It's fun. So it's funny because the the entire first half, I mean the first half after the first fifteen minutes, um, I was just cursing Zlatan, <laughs> cursing Zlatan and Shelvik the whole time, like oh my fucking god! And then in the oh Shelvik, Shelvik had a scary moment. Oh, he had so many, so many. And then the second half. They're the two that creates the goal, and I was like, the, oh yeah. really? Oh okay. You're praising them? No, I yeah. wasn't praising them. I was just like, oh come on. You know, just like you guys have been, <laughs> you guys have been the worst in the entire team to this in this game. So to this to this point, and then you guys make the goal. I'm like, ah, all right, can't talk shit. That was gonna be that was actually gonna be my next point. Is did Shelvik have a good game? Just that moment. That's just that. Moment. Just that moment. Just that moment where he got the assist. I think so. Because I thought I thought that he was okay, despite the two like scary moments that he had where he lost the ball in the 18. Uh, was that on the same play where he lost the ball? Twice in his in in our own eighteen. I think. I mean, so. it sounds like something Shelvick would do. <laughs> well, there was that one where he like turned in toward goal and then immediately lost the ball, right? Yeah. 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 That was that. There was that play, and then I think. Oh no, no, it was the header. There was a header he tried to like clear, and it almost went in for an own goal. That and that was like back one. to back. Was that a, happened. That happened few. very quickly against each other. Yeah. 
Um, but then other than that, like, I thought that he was okay. Uh, so quick question, guys. Who was the highest rated? Who do you think was the highest rated <laughs> Galaxy player? I'm going to go with Shelvick. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, wait. Other than Zlatan? Because it's probably Zlatan. Um, in this game, I'm trying to think. I can't. I can't imagine that Shelvick gets rated so high just because of the, that fucking moment. Because he wasn't. He. I don't think he was good in that game at all. He was. He was. He had me on my nerves the entire time. I'm like, motherfucker, you're back and you're fucking the shit up. Um, oh, damn, dude. Pavone had a pretty good game, but he was. He was very quiet. Um, other than Zlatan, you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know. Do you think it's Zlatan? It has to be. Yes. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah. Yes, it's Zlatan. Well, it, it is Zlatan. He had the two goals. Okay. So it, <laughs> I'm it, like, it has to be. So, yeah, so he was up there with a 9.2 rating. So in second place is, or not second place, the second best rating, I still think it's a surprise. Hmm. It's Sebastian Legette. Oh, okay, yeah, he I was a good dude. Yeah. That was I, that was gonna be my thing. I thought Legit was actually good in this game and probably even better the next week or the next game yeah, against Seattle. I think so too. And I think a big I think a big part of that is that you saw what Jonathan and uh, Legit were capable of. Uh, capable of, sorry, in the tail end of last season, those final six games when Kinnear took over, when he paired up Legit in the defensive midfield with Jonathan, we saw how those two work very well. Well, guess what? Skelto finally decided to put Legit and Jonathan together. It's been Legit's two best games. So right. I don't think that's a coincidence. He was no. rated at a 7.9, which I thought was uh, was a little surprising because as much of a good game as I thought I uh, he had, they're, they're like the little things. Obviously, he's not going to come out in the stats. He didn't have an assist. He didn't have a goal. Uh, I think he... Um, I think he did well. I, I'm just kind of surprised that he was as high rated as as they had put him. Uh, and third was Shelvick. He was at 7.6, not far behind. And Jeez. he was, by the way, the highest rated defender. Oh, God. So <laughs> yeah. take that no, uh, as you will. Take that as you will. It is. It is. I mean, look, <laughs> it, it, even the That's ridiculous. Uh, even the, the sun shines on a dog's ass. Someday. <laughs> so, well, when the tail's uh, always wagging. <laughs> Boy is is his tail always wagging. <laughs> um ironically the the two lowest rated players now everyone got at least 7.0 uh by the way the yeah every other galaxy player got at least a 7.0 the two that didn't kind of no surprise to be perfectly honest who do you think those two are Araujo and uh, Araujo and Efrain. I don't know. It's it's Araujo and Efrain. I think that's kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, I think that they did not have good games. Yeah, they didn't have good games, and I feel that, that the rotation here kind of made sense a little bit because you had two games. You had one. I mean, you had a Sunday game, a Wednesday game, and then a Saturday game. So there was a good stretch of games right there in which you had to have some sort of right now. <laughs> and, a, and a Tuesday game is happening. As we speak, in which Efrain Alvarez is in there, um, but it, it kind of made sense to do this, and uh, I think part of the reason that you saw a good second half was that 
Scalotta made subs early, mainly because the players that I'm sure that he didn't want in there weren't in there. So you saw subs as early as before the 60th minute. With Scalotta, you don't see a sub until after the 85th, uh, when in which case the subs don't really matter anymore. But yeah. they made two subs before the 70th, I think. Yeah, and, and, and that changed the game. And that completely changed the game. And they put in so, two guys that, well, they're normally starters in Antuna and Fabio Alvarez. And absolutely, there was a spark off the bench. And last week, there was a question that was asked when Allison Drini comes back, who's the first one off the bench? Is it Antuna or is it um, um, ah, uh, Alvarez? And... I said it had to be Antuna. I think with his speed, I think the way he runs at opponents and how he can cover a lot of ground, he can give you that spark. And I think you kind of saw, uh, you kind of saw that. And just like Emma Boateng, all the comparisons that we make with, uh, uh, with him and Boateng, well, here's another one. Boateng was always better as a sub. And I think Antuna might be the same way here. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense because he he he. I mean, if, like you said, he a few weeks runs ago we, at players. He he. I mean, a few weeks ago but, we we said that he was going to be the new Boa. I mean, as as in the sub, you know. Weeks, months, <laughs> like this has been. Yeah, it's this been, been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to go back and look at our show titles, but I'm pretty sure one of them is named Mexican Boa Tang. <laughs> I don't think we did that, but we certainly. <laughs> we certainly talked it uh, in that episode. I don't think that was the title, though. We should. I think that was a we missed opportunity. But no. Uh, on the one hand, I'll credit Scalotto for making the subs when he was supposed to. But at the same time, if Fabio and Antuna had been the starting lineup, who knows if we would have even seen a sub until the 80th or 85th? And well, but, and by that time, maybe we. I also think the way that yeah, I also think that the way that Dallas kind of you know played play the game, you know, I I think that it was a good tactical adjustment. I don't want to say that things would have ended up the same or different or whatever if uh, they were in the starting lineup because then Dallas comes out at us differently, you know, just different circumstances. I don't think I don't know if if uh, uh, if you can like truly say you know if then for for this subs. <laughs> Possibly. Either way, I, I kind of liked the starting lineup because it still gave you a, like, you didn't really see, although the stats would tell you differently after the game, but I didn't really see that there was a hole anywhere in that starting lineup where I felt, okay, Efren and Araujo can hold their own. And they didn't have good games, but they weren't horrible either. They held yeah. the fort long enough. And, you know, the, the subs did what they had to do. I think you see how important they are to the offense. And as always, Pavon, not as always, but there's only been three games, but from what we've <laughs> since seen he joined, yeah. well, since he joined. Out of so, three, as um, always. Out of three. And, and this was only That's a second always. game. And this is only a second game yeah. at this point. So he, he did look good. And you can see how he is. Um, you can see that his IQ is higher than, again, anyone else's on the field there. He is, you can tell that he's on a different level. You can tell that he's still kind of getting his footing in MLS. Oh, totally. But there's, uh, there's a lot of potential. 
oh, for yeah. this what? Galaxy side that I will get into once the Seattle we start start talking about the Seattle game. But uh, as far as the Dallas game, I, I feel that Bavon made his presence known. Yeah, once again, he had that little yeah that little popover. Um, yeah, ball. Yeah. Well, he was yep. two players well, he, 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 he touch was, on. He was a part of both goals. I mean, he's the one that set up Shelvick to do that, you know. Yeah. And yep. then he's yes. the one that drew the foul. So he was a part of the both penalty, goals. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the penalty. Sorry, yeah. I mean, other. Th- I mean, not just those moments, but I mean, there's there well, was a lot, yeah, of, a lot of incredible moments. But I mean, when you can say that you're bo- a part of both goals and you 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 did so, so well on your second game, I mean, come on, come on, right? Come on, come on. But <laughs> but for me, but for me, it's it's some of the off the ball stuff that he's doing, and also uh, not only off the ball, but also like the the hold up play. Like he's been able to to be the outlet and then hold the ball and actually like keep it and they make good passes. Like that's the one thing that we've knocked the galaxy. Oh yeah, the entire Out year control is that ball. nobody can hold the ball. <laughs> yes. Nobody can if yeah. get the ball as an outlet. No, nobody's holding it. Pavone's been able to do that, and not only has been he's been able to do that with his body, but he's also been able to do it with his footwork, which is I don't think something that we've had in a very long time. I think Jonathan is probably the closest thing that you saw it, but I, but Pavon is certainly a lot quicker. Yeah, Pavon is. His footwork is certainly a lot. Yeah, but, quicker. but Jonathan usually starts it from from deeper. Yeah, right. further uphill when he's doing it. As well, though, yeah. Pavon is is the type of attacker that wants to attack. He wants to take that ball to the defender and challenge them, and we haven't had yeah. that in in anybody in such a long ass time we haven't had one since alessandrini went down yeah right yeah, yeah. because he's he was the one that he that was, was the one that went at you guys on heel uh got on their heels yeah. yeah for sure um i mean that's what we should have been getting from antuna but you know he's he doesn't take uh, he's take yeah. players on yeah which is weird because you saw it maybe in the first while the well again uh, take uh, take this as you will but I saw Antuna going at defenders that first month and a half when we were winning games. He was. He and then was. and suddenly he stopped. And I think they figured him out. Oh, he's only going this way. So okay, give him give him the other side. And he doesn't take it. He won't take it. Right. So uh yeah, whatever. Um it is what it is. Galaxy gets a much needed victory. I don't want to say it was a good game. It was a good enough game uh, to win. Didn't look pretty, but didn't look completely awful either. I, I think right. that they they I'm... put themselves uh, in a position to win where they weren't dominated. They finally started creating chances in the second half, and they capitalized, which is the most important thing. It doesn't make a difference if you're creating 20 chances, and none of those go in. Well, so I mean, the thing is, is that we are actually seeing a progression of getting better. The team is actually getting better and uh, playing a lot more cohesive. So that's that's the thing, what I'm happy about. And then we move on to the next game as well. You know, you just see them playing much better with together and a lot more, a lot smarter, um, creating a little a better chances, you know. Uh, so, like, to me, this is, a, this is the up and up so far. The result, yes, happy that we won this game against Dallas. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, I, I, we're moving in the right trajectory. It just needs to continue. So, well, okay, you know what? Let's get into the Seattle game then, unless you guys have a, well, uh, well, other thoughts. Yeah, uh, I do have one more thing. So there was an incident that happened um, after a play between Jonathan Dos Santos and David Bingham in this game. Um, apparently, there was some shouting back and forth between the two. I think Bingham was kind of getting on, on Jonathan for, for not closing down 
a player fast enough, and uh, <clears throat> they had to be separated by uh, Diego Polenta. Like Polenta, I saw Polenta go over and kind of like put his hand on Bingham, and then the camera switched away, so I didn't see what was happening after that. But then I heard from people who were there that like they, you know, they kind of were like going at each other, and Polenta was separating the two of them. So we don't know what ha happened there, but if uh, if this is tension. If, or you know, hopefully this is just like two guys getting hot in the heat of the moment, um, rather than like legit legitimate tension that's happening between, um, you know, Jonathan and and um, Bingham. So uh, a couple people have or saw said incident and didn't really catch too much steam. Nobody asked anybody, and they kind of just downplayed it. Um, I know people on Twitter were asking certain uh, reporters and they were uh, saying, hey, what's going on? What happened between that? We saw this. And they just kind of seemed to downplay it like, yeah, whatever. It's just two guys talking shit. And what David said, probably heat of the moment. And no one really thought anything of it. Nobody was really talking about it. And it didn't really matter because next game came in and did didn't really seem to be some sort of a rift in that relationship. I, I, I'm not really sure. I would love to know what they were arguing about or what the exchange was about because this was after the game. You had just won. Dallas did not have a chance right before the whistle blew. Not entirely sure why Bingham and Jonathan of all This wasn't, no, no, no. This wasn't after the game. This, no, this was, was after a play. The game. Yeah. This was during the game. Oh, this is during. Okay, I thought this it was after. During I the didn't game. See it. No, no, no. It's not after. It's not after the game. It's during the game. But I mean, that and it happened happens. after People Dallas had a shot. But it was the keeper yeah. was always. But it was. But it was a shot that was like low. You know, it was. It had a low chance of going in. But like, yeah, I think it was. I think Bingham was mad that Jonathan didn't close down the guy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Then, but, then, yeah. Then that's just like, hey, do your fucking job and part. Yeah, Jonathan's that's a usual like, thing. You know, yeah, I, I think I, Jonathan and and like just from the body language that I saw before the camera cut because I wasn't there, but just from the body language I saw, I saw Bingham like after the play, he like, you know, like goalkeepers do, they go out and they yell at the defenders like, hey, you know, do this, do that, you know, whatever. And I saw Jonathan kind of like look up like, the fuck you talking to me? Like he was surprised that Bingham was yelling at him, and so then I think that's what created the you know the the, the sort of like. You know, situation where where Poland had to go in and, and separate the two. You know, it's not like they were trying to like throw blows, but they were certainly yelling at each other, from what I heard. Yeah, right. I, I, if that's the case, and I, I understand the downplaying, it. it's just hey, you know what? Heat of the moment. These are two competitors that are probably just like they both want to win. They're both trying to do what they can to get that W. So uh, yeah, I, I, and nothing really came out of it. So which is a good thing because. Yeah. If, People were still talking about it. That might be something there. Nobody's talked about it since, well, since us. Yeah, so, since, yeah, yeah. I, I, and right I do now. have to, and I do have to say this, Lewis, and I have to say this. Last week, I gave Bingham a lot of shit for causing what I felt was uh, the, you know, the the loss or the the draw or whatever it was that we we did last week. Um, this week, for this Dallas game, credit where credit is due, Bingham was pretty pretty good. Um, I was talking to a friend of the show, Hugo, uh, saying that, look, if, if we're going to blame Bingham for the losses, then we also have to credit him for the wins. So credit to Bingham in this game. Um, yeah, I don't know if he had to do all that much, but uh, he didn't get scored on. So good for him. Yeah, another another shout-out victory 
uh, good for everybody. So let's go ahead and move into the Seattle game where confidence was a little higher. You got the win. You got what probably should have been two wins in a row, a little unlucky against DC United. And within the first minute, the Galaxy strike. And they look dangerous. And uh, they, I think, Fry had to make a, a save. And so the Galaxy come out firing against Seattle. And you're hoping, okay, how long can you maintain this? Uh, a few minutes later, same thing. Pavon gets in uh, a shot that probably should have went in. Not sure how Fry gets this save. His body's going one way. His palm gets the ball somehow, blocks it. Seattle is quickly on the counter. Rui Diaz beats Steres. Steres has no choice but to knock him down. It's a red card, bro. Five minutes into the game. 100%, right? Um... Yeah, there's not really much argument here. He was the so, last man. Any little so was that, attack foul. Was that the right? Was that the right move from Stairs on Stairs's part? I, as soon as he say, grabbed for him, I was like, "Oh no!" I think for me, the instinct as a defender—you know, the ball gets by you or the defender gets by you—but it's never both. Uh, and I think that might have just kicked in instinctively in his head, not knowing that. Yeah. You don't want to be down 1-0, but even if you are, you still got 85 minutes to do something. This isn't in the 85th minute where you're saying, I'm going to preserve this win, or I'm going to preserve this point where I have no choice but to do this. If it costs me better, so be it. It's not going to be a goal. I trust my team to hang on for the final five minutes, and I take one for the team. Unfortunately, it, it happened in the fifth minute and he put his team in a bigger hole because game had just started. No one's uh, actually, if anything, the Galaxy kind of established themselves like we're going to yeah. be the dominant team right now. And you just kind of give it up. So uh, in that sense, I think Steris could have made the better decision where, look, you still have time, uh, even if he scores. But, you know, uh, I, I still think of the say, oh shit, I gotta do something. I just got beat, and then there's no one behind me. And any uh, last guy, it's an automatic card. So, mm. uh, I don't think I don't think that that's a. I, I don't I don't even know if Rui Diaz would have scored that to be honest with you, um, because there were people trailing back like you know like maybe maybe Sarah's would have caught up to him maybe Bingham um, would have forced him into taking a bad shot or pressure him into a bad in, into a bad area um, yeah I don't know I mean it's it's unfortunate that it happened the way it happened but you know that's ultimately that's, like- that's how it was so um, it, it, with the play like that like yeah you never know um, right. So it, it's unfortunate, but I thought that even after that, like the galaxy was pretty dominant. Like it didn't look like they were man down for like 80 minutes of that game. It didn't seem like it was uh, okay, a problem. I, <laughs> That's the thing. I seemed- will, uh, I will half argue that because I don't think the galaxy were dominant. I just feel that they put themselves in a position to win a game. Which is the most important thing? If if you're if you're looking at statistically wise, okay, look at how many shots Seattle took compared to the Galaxy. 
Seattle took 21 shots. Galaxy took eight shots. Seattle created 18 chances. Galaxy only created six of them. Possession-wise, Seattle had the advantage 61 to 39. Now, statistically, you're looking at all this. Seattle dominated the Galaxy. They were up a man. They took advantage of it. Here's the thing. The Galaxy still put themselves in a position to win the game. They were dominated in the stats, but the game overall, they made it so tough on Seattle that it didn't look easy for them, if that makes sense. They had the man advantage. This is where you can say it didn't look like it because the Galaxy made things very difficult for Seattle and the Galaxy put themselves in a position where they were still creating chances to score. The Galaxy finished their chances. That's what counts. And that's what matters. And this is where the progression is happening in that you're now finishing those sh shots that you weren't finishing before, that you are now putting yourself in a position to win where you weren't before. When you were losing, you looked bad. When you were winning, you looked lucky. You did not get the sense that that happened this time around. You were more unlucky to not get that victory on a freak goal that we will eventually get to. But the Galaxy were not the dominant team. They just made life a little bit more difficult to a team that probably should have taken advantage of their, uh, you know, fortunate um, circumstances five minutes into the game. But overall, I still call that a better you team. Have you can do that. Um, I don't want to say. I want to say yes. Where if you're playing with a man down and you're still able to do that, that's the argument that you were still the better team because you were at a disadvantage and you were still able to do that. So I do kind of agree with that. And obviously me being me and the instigator, I had to throw in the Bingham argument. How many saves or how many huge saves did Bingham have in this game? And all the haters are going to be like, well, we would have won if it wasn't for Bingham. Right. But if it wasn't for Bingham, you would have lost. Mm -hmm. So he came up with some massive saves again. It goes to show that the Galaxy were not the dominant side. David Bingham saved their asses yet again because 21 shots. That's a hell of a lot of shots to be taking. Bingham made at least four massive, massive saves yeah. to keep the Galaxy in the game. And if not for a freak goal, they get the W. I if mean, not for a Zlatan missed sitter, oh, they get the W. Yeah. And that was a sitter. He said at the at the at the uh, season ticket member event, he's he apologized for missing that. Ugh, how do you miss that? Yeah, Dude, I, I screamed. I screamed goal. I swear to God, I, I, I'm watching this and I'm already tweeting. I'm ready to go. I'm happy. We're about to take this W. And then I see the ball rolling past the goal. I <laughs> and I go, wait, 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 wait. There's a hole in the net, right? There's a hole in the net. You're fucking with Like you ripped a hole in the net? No way. Even with like, the tap. Whatever he, it he was, burned like, a hole in the net. That goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone moved that goal. Someone moved that goal. Come on. Come on. That didn't it was, happen. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I think the play right after that, there was a uh, there was a play where, like, he, he got the ball and then he – he lost it. You know, somebody just stripped him. Um, the thing that we've been seeing again for a while yeah. from him, we're like, he'll, 
he'll challenge for the ball and then he'll expect it, it to, to just drop, you know, no, no awareness of like who's around him or who's, you know, looking yeah. over his shoulder to see whether or not he needs to shield the ball better. It just fell. And then he just, he just kind of like shrugged and stood there. And I brought my friend, a friend of mine who this was her very first um, galaxy game. And she was beside herself over the fact that he did not go chase down that ball. Um, she was like, I've never seen a soccer player do that where they lose the ball and they don't go try and chase it down. Yeah, that's and awesome. yeah, I was like, yeah, that's lot of That's so exactly good. what I told her. I was like, yeah, that's lot of He can't. He'll and he'll lose it, all his she, energy she was if just he even like, tries. Yeah, she was like that. She was like, that's ridiculous. I I hate this guy. Which again, I said that's lot on. I guess so. You know, it's you still yeah. You gotta, you gotta take it. You gotta take it with the grain of salt too, because I mean, I mean, on the attack, awesome. you know, you get you get things that you don't see from any other player. You know? Right, right, so right. Like, right. and then you know, we all know his age and his abilities. So, right, I get, I get where she's coming from from not really knowing that. But I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, well, he wasn't ever gonna do that. He was never gonna. Ch- I just don't like his his uh, his attitude of like, hey, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, he totally stripped you, fool. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like that's not even with the foul. Yeah, dude. that's what I like. That's what I don't <laughs> like. I'm just like, ah, stop whining about it. If you're just like being like, okay, like you just get it, let it. Yeah, it's like so cleanly taken from you, but like someone has offended him by taking yeah, the yeah, ball from him. Exactly, he's like, you let him do that. Yeah, he <laughs> looks at the referee like, who let this riffraff in? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but going back to what Lewis was saying about Bingham, look, I, I and again, I said, I, I, I text Lewis during the game. I said, look, for all the shit that I give Bingham, I have to admit, when he's hot, he's hot, and on Saturday night, he was hot. Until he kicked the ball into Shelvick's face, um, oh or, or sorry, headed the ball into Shelvick's face. It was headed, um, or it wasn't from. Okay, his so, hands. so okay, so so let's talk about that goal because a lot of people are gonna blame Bingham for it, and a lot of people are gonna blame Shelvick, and then they blame uh, both because they're both easy targets, depending on where uh, you're coming from. Shelvick is a, an extremely easy target to blame, uh, and Bingham is a very divisive. Uh, 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 you know, I, actually, I don't blame Shelvick at all because he was doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing. So this is where I this is where my criticism goes in. The the play itself, it's it's a freak accident. Okay. It, it it could not have happened any other way. It really could not. What I criticize is why Bingham is coming out like that to begin with. That's where it kind of should. So that, al- that already is not the freak. That already is, is makes it not a freak accident. Every it, every it's a bad decision by being. It's a right, and I I agree with that. But theoretically speaking, every every single goal yeah. that is scored, you can go yeah. back and say, okay, okay, how do you, how do you prevent it? Up. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, of course. So so this is where the criticism comes in. Should Bingham have made a decision to come out the way he did? Probably not, and that's where you prevent that from happening. Now. Going on, if, if, if a goalie comes out and has made the decision, you better goddamn well make sure that you're getting that ball. Yeah. And that's and that, not only are thing. you going to get to that ball, you got to go through that ball. Okay. Like, so Bingham gets to that ball. Listen, let's just be fair. He yeah. gets to that ball. He hits it literally anywhere else. If any other defender is there, someone who's not as tall, <laughs> not in the angle that it is hit it, it, it doesn't go in. Seriously, it had to happen in that way and only that way 
for that ball to be ricocheted the way it did. Bingham mm -hmm. cleared it. It hit a guy in the head in an extremely weird angle. And, and Shovik couldn't do anything about it, obviously. It's not yeah. like he can get out of the way. It was point blank. You can criticize Bingham all you want because I do. Hey, you shouldn't have come out like that. But when you did, you cleared it. It was extremely unfortunate the way it went down. And yes, you can say if Bingham didn't do that, it would have never happened. Fair enough. I'm not arguing that point. But the fact that he got to the ball and cleared it just happens to be in that one that one spot in that angle at that speed. I mean, everything had to be perfect. And it was. And the ball ends up in the back of the net. And it wasn't even like it was like in front of like immediately in front of goal. I mean, it was way the fuck out there. And right. no one was even. I don't know why he was. I don't ball. know why he was out right. there in the first place because Shelvick is right on the attacker. If, He's if right if, on the attacker, wait at least for one touch. So if that means Bingham, that he doesn't have he doesn't have confidence in okay. the in the defender. Yeah, yeah. Fine. He do comes you out. Because I, I was about to say, I'm like, it's <laughs> Shelvick coming back for a run, right. like, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and that was gonna be that was Fine. gonna be my question. Okay, so, if you're so, if you're David Bingham and you see it's Shelvick or this guy, yeah, I'm doing this myself. Okay. Would you? So, I mean, I love, honestly, I would love, it be the same thing? I love Lewis's rationale of any <laughs> goal, any goal, any goal that gets scored, you can look at it and say someone fucked up, but also this goal is a freak accident. Like it can't be both, dude. You yes, have, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put because the blame it, on somebody, if you're gonna put the blame on somebody, the blame can go to David Bingham. Yes, I agree. But at, and because yes, he did get to that ball. No, he should not have come out for it, but he got to the ball. So judge the ball better, dude. Well, the ball is the ball is the ball has a little bit of a wiggle to it. As a goalkeeper, that's all you deal with is shots and balls with the wiggle on it or with the gir a curve or whatever. Woo! Quayle just scored. Um, nice so we're at 1-1, we're, we're by we're the way, against Cruz Azul, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, the, the, the ball got the tail waggling, and so you got Bingham trying to uh, uh, deal was, with that waggly tail. I was going to put this up for, was it a golazo? But no, the goalie fucked up. Um <clears throat> So again, yes, it's it. I'll give you the fact that it's a weird goal, but I think it could have been it could have been avoided more than than a goal that like oh well any goal could be avoided. You know what I mean? Like this is something that like a series of mistakes led to this goal. Yes, I understand that's every goal, but these mistakes mistakes should not be getting made. The ones that, that led to this goal. So so I mean I can agree to that as well. As far as like it can't. <laughs> Like, it can't be a freak goal, but you can't say that it wasn't preventable. Like, no, I mean, it, you, other freak goals happen around where, well, if you didn't do this, this wouldn't have occurred. I mean, you can go back in any goal and say that, even if it's like some crazy if you if you ricochet. If you would have started the ball by passing it to the left instead of passing it to the right when the first, when the at the first minute of the game, that goal could have been prevented, is what I'm saying. Yeah. There. So what exactly? Thank you for making my point. <laughs> oh my I, I, and, the, and again, and again, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll wrap it up with this. It's better to be lucky than good. Lucky than good. And right now the galaxy are good, but they're not lucky. Yeah, and I yeah that that's my favorite saying, um, especially as a poker player. Is just it's it's better to be lucky than good. And 
I think that's kind of unfortunate uh, for the Galaxy because especially toward the end of the regular season when everyone in the Western Conference is so close together. And in a long MLS regular season, you need luck. I don't care how good you are. You're unlucky from one game. Your entire season goes down the fucking drain. Yeah. And the Galaxy are not out of it yet. A lot, a lot of people were, I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, it would have helped. You. All the draws that happened in the West this week, Yeah, that win would have been Every res- a tremendous result because I think that would have all but assured us a playoff spot. No. No, no, we're I mean, not that I'm not ahead. saying we're, I'm not saying we would have clinched, but I'm saying like we really would have to screw up to get to miss on the playoffs at that point. I also disagree with that because we're still. I mean, a lot of people are saying, "Look, we dropped two points," which is true. It's upsetting. You should have gotten the win. You could have gotten the win. This game should have been at three to one, and maybe Seattle doesn't even score that second goal. In fact, they didn't score the second goal. It took us shooting ourselves in the foot for them to tie it up. We probably would have ended at three to one. Maybe it would have ended three to two. One way or the other, we would have won that game had Zlatan scored that goal, and we would have had sole yes. possession yes. of second place by only one point. And everyone is still within four, five points of us, and we still have quite a few games to play. We still have about seven, eight games to play. So it's not that we were on our way to the playoffs. It would have helped if we lose these two games. Again, we're not out of the playoff race, but it's not encouraging. It's not saying, like, dude, you just lost two games against Western Conference opponents against playoff teams at home. This does not look good. You're not looking well. And as Bobby said, you're performing better. You're looking good the last three games. You're looking better. You're putting yourselves in a position to win, which is important. Right now, in the current standings, the, the Galaxy are not out of it. They are sitting in third place. They're only one point off of Minnesota who sits in second. LAFC is going to win the support shield. Fine. Let them win it. That's, it's already a foregone conclusion. They've been playing well. Good for them. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. We are sitting in third. We are only one point ahead of both RSL and Seattle, which is at 40 points. San Jose sits at 38, which is only one game behind. It's just a mere three points. And then that seventh spot it belongs to Portland. And Dallas, both at um, 37. So it's extremely close. Only four points. That's barely one game and a half. So even had we won this game, at two more points, you have 43. It's still within shot that we could miss the playoffs. You would just have momentum. You would have a little winning streak. You would have that momentum going into the LAFC game. Well, then probably probably better that that – we didn't win that game then because we all know that Galaxy's only consistent thing this year is breaking streaks. And so we wouldn't have wanted to break that streak going into, uh, into LAFC. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's one way of looking at it, but I I would have taken the three points against Seattle personally, but I feel that we're not, I mean, certainly we have certainly, no, 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 we're not out of it and we're far from clinching, but like, certainly it seems like the, the, draw the, the second draw only that we've had all year felt like a loss and more yes, and i think more and no. because Latan missed that missed that sitter than the own goal so i posted a a question at the end of the game because i'm sure there was going to be a lot of mixed emotions and and a lot had to do with you were down a man i think that was the x factor if we if this was 11 on 11 i'm sure 
everyone would have been pissed off. But because we were down a man the entire game, mm-hmm. the tie mm-hmm. was almost like, okay, get out of here with a point. And that was your expectation. So you feel, I mean, how do you feel after that game, Dave? Given the way that we played, I think that we should have got three points. And I felt disappointed that we didn't get three points. Bobby? I mean, I guess you can, I guess that's a way to see it, but I agree with Dave. I mean, there was missed opportunities as well, like that sitter. I mean, we could have came out of that game as a win, for sure. It just didn't happen. Um, it's, I understand that, like, oh, yeah, I, I, we're happier because we're down a man, but we should have done better if we were up a man. Um, but we can't really, I don't know. Well, he, would we have? You yeah, know, that's what I'm that saying. You can't, that's what I'm saying. You can't really, you can't really say it because we can't really, we don't, we don't have, the samples we don't see that so we don't know so but we i thought we played well and i, I think we should we should have left that game with a win but um you know i think we're, we're, we're working we're working forward man i, I I'm, I'm really liking what i'm seeing with this team they just need to get a little bit more tighter i think i think, I think uh we need to get pavone off the mark like once he gets off the mark i think it's just going to be like it's going to be a, 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 a snowball it's yeah, going to say yeah. it's going to open up floodgates yeah uh, and i and i think both the Dallas and the Seattle game, he had a chance to score and was denied. Or, you know, again, maybe it was just unlucky. For me, I feel that, yes, we should have got three points. I think those two extra points would have been very, very valuable. At the same time, I saw that this team had fight. I saw that this team had heart. And I hadn't seen that in a while. And maybe that's Pavon entering and injecting some life into this team. I think that was a question that we had from a listener uh, a few weeks back uh, when when we announced Pavon was finally signed. Mm-hmm. Like, well, does this help the morale of the team? It, it, it looks like it has. Not only has it helped the morale of the team, it looks like it's really helped the team performance a lot. We talked about how he has great footwork and he's holding the ball and he's able to find the outlet to whoever it is that he wants and he's going to draw defenders his way. He's going to be able to split defenders. He's going to go right at them and break defenses down and open up space for Zlatan or whoever else decides to, totally. to step up. I I feel that going forward, this is where I, I feel that I can be positive is, yeah, you dropped two points. You're not out of it. You're still well within second place, which is as high as you can possibly realistically go right now. And I, I would take that all day. Home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs, and the one team that you play is just down the street, and the team that has not beaten you yet, I'll take that all day, every fucking day. So I have no problem sitting in second place. You're only one point from it, and lo and behold, you're showing signs of life. Mm-hmm. I think that's the encouraging part. That the past three games you've shown signs of life. The past three games you could be three and zero unlucky very unlucky and it's really sad and unfortunate that luck is not on our side right now you continue playing the way you do you start creating your luck and that luck is going to change i think that going forward it's encouraging i think that you continue playing like that the outcome may not be so grim because we have a tough schedule coming up so you need a couple of results here. When is looks like that Seattle? When is the when is um Alessandrini supposedly coming back? Apparently he's supposed to be back sometime in September. Mm. And I I he's apparently a little ahead of schedule because he's already kind of training off to the side. Yeah. 
he wasn't supposed to be doing that yet. So I'm not entirely sure I know Zlatan when was he's saying, supposed to be back. I know Zlatan was saying like, oh yeah, we want him back, but we're not trying to push him or anything because we don't want to hurt him. You know, like so I know that the right. team is being very cautious and aware that they don't want to put him out before he needs to be. So that's good. I mean, when he comes back, it's not even going to be a matter of he's going to be automatically put into the starting lineup. I think like Antuna, he's going to be that super sub that can change the dynamic of a game. You have him come in for whoever. If you have him coming in for Fabio Alvarez and you have another guy that's going to be running at defenses with fresh legs, who's not afraid to take on defenders, he can also break down a defense. And now you've got two outlets in Pavon and Zlatan. So... Potentially, if he were to come back, it seems like, again, this team is showing signs of life. And right now, I think that's the positive that I'm going to take away from this. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we're we're home free. We're playoff bound. You still got to finish. You still got to get those results. But from what I'm seeing, it looks like a slow turnaround is happening right now yeah no it definitely is i mean but you're seeing the skill get better and better each game um so i mean it's looking good uh so but they just we just got to keep on winning we just can't get we just can't get any losses that's just basically it that's pretty much what, uh, the important thing i mean at this point when we're talking about performance it's nice and obviously um that's all that matters right now is the results. You need those three points. You need them pretty much the rest of the way. And I think we cannot afford to bleed points. I think this run between before the playoffs too, the games before the playoffs is really good is a really good time for this team to actually start understanding each other. And we're gonna build up to a team that that if they continue this trajectory is gonna be an incredibly strong team in the playoffs. So when you look at, at the lineup and, and we've and I hate to bring this up because we know that paper teams don't win championships. This team on paper is definitely a second place team. And it probably should be a lot closer to LAFC than they actually are. This team is young. This team is skillful. This team is hungry. Uh, this team, believe it or not, even if we were saying this is a free roll season, this is a season where excitations aren't even supposed to be as high as they currently are. This is the GM doing what he's supposed to be doing with the fan base. Remember what Klein did to us? Uh, just please make the playoffs, maybe, hmm. hopefully. Please? It's cool if you don't because you suck, but maybe where now it's like, holy shit, we could fucking do this in a season that we weren't supposed to be doing this. And credit to the GM right there. But at the same time, you, you look at the, 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 this, the way this team is being constructed. It's not even technically a finished product yet because we're waiting for next season and it's still competitive. It's still good e enough. It just hasn't gelled. And it's still, it's still being held back by some of the signings from the previous administration. It shows. But the fact that we're here talking about, hey, we can get to this point. We can be better than this. We expect better than this. The organization itself is 
getting back on track. And I think that this team has a talent right now to make a legitimate run. And if it gels, it's possible. So hopefully the trajectory continues the way it's going right now. All right. By all means, anybody yeah, jump yeah, in. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like letting, I'm letting all that, 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 that the words kind of sink in. Like they're, they're, they sound powerful, you know? Um, one thing that I noted um, when Scaloto and, and uh, DTK were talking at the um, season ticket event, um, some of the stuff they were saying like really made me think about how much of a turnaround this season has been. Even if, even if we, you know, like Lewis, like you said, if we, if we chalk this up to a, a free roll year, like this has been the, the turnaround for this year has been incredible. And to close it talks about how like they're, they're kind of saddled with what they have right now, but they have big plans and they want to keep pushing and they've, they're, they're basically going and revamping the entire um, organization and, it's they, he's done a hell of a job so far. I mean, like even if let's say even if GBS leaves in two years, you know, after they sell Pavon and whatever you know happens with the Galaxy, GBS is done after two years. Um, even without a trophy, I think this has been a phenomenal, phenomenally successful project that DTK has undertaken. I think he's doing taking the right steps. Um, going into the future, you know, the fact that we're even bringing and playing Academy guys tonight versus Cruz Azul and they're tri- they're tied right now. One, one is incredible um, that, that we're able to produce, you know, sort of squeeze out of what we've had in the last few years and, and build a respectable team. Cause I do think that this team is more than respectable. Um, they could achieve great things, but if they fall, then you know that, that that's kind of that's okay too. It's still been a hell of a rebuild so far. It's only it hasn't even been a full year. Yeah, it hasn't so, been a full I saw, year. I saw Chris Klein on Sunday and I forgot that he was still with the organization. Like that's See, how good it's been. Well, remember what I said last year? If if Chris Klein is smart, he goes away and he has to make people believe that he's not there anymore. He's done it. He's done it. He's yeah. got to say this is. I'm backing up. I'm not taking credit for anything. I'm not handling this. This is now the closest team. Fuck it. Then that's then that be it. That's the smart play for him. That's exactly what has happened. To my knowledge, he did not speak at the event. There you go. I mean, he he should not have any sort of presence anywhere. I said that he has to make people believe he doesn't even exist, and he's done it. He's absolutely done it. And um, so there it is. I'll give credit where credit's due. Bravo, Mr. Klein. Um, you actually made a correct decision. About damn time. Um, but for, for me, in in terms of this positivity thing and the rebuild, the fact that we were, yeah, making the playoffs is the minimum just because you're making progress because you literally missed the playoffs last year by a single role. So the minimum is just make the playoffs, but... Yeah, it would be nice to have a little run where you're getting, you know, you win a game or two, 
but let's be realistic. It's a rebuild. And the fact that we are legitimately talking about a run, uh, mainly because there is no one out there that is running away with it. And I know LAFC is running away with it, but it's against a team. It, that's a team that has yet to beat us and has a psychological monkey on their back. And until that is gone, the Galaxy will continue to own them. And I will take those odds in the playoffs anytime. And so the fact that we're talking about a legitimate run, and if you were to somehow navigate through those playoffs and make it to MLS Cup, same thing is going on in the Eastern Conference. There's no one that's running away with this. Any team that's up there, you can beat. And the fact that we are even thinking about a dark horse MLS Cup run is astonishing. I personally don't believe we're going to get there, but the no, fact that we're no. just talking about it is astonishing because we weren't even supposed that shouldn't even be anywhere in our minds. Dude, dude, you're okay. You're kind of crazy because MLS Cup is going to be Atlanta and Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, didn't we say it was going to be New England and San Jose? Uh, sure, maybe it was New England and San Jose. I think <laughs> this it was week's, New England this San week Jose. it's Minnesota. They couldn't even be Orlando at home. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's get on. Let's get on to the uh, the the preview of the game. The game on Sunday part part five. Um. Yeah, so we're going into the stank. Uh, only the second time that we are we're headed in there. First time was a draw. Uh, kind of a that was a when we were down two nil, right? And then uh, we came back two two. That was that game, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that um, was the that was the Andre Horta pass. Andre to Horta, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I. Both teams coming off of um, well, LAC is coming off a victory against um, RSL. Uh, LAC will be playing tomorrow Texas night Jose, against yeah. San Jose, so you got uh, an extra game there. That's never really seemed to bother them. They're going to be playing both games at home, so uh, travel isn't a factor. The Galaxy are currently playing against Cruz Azul. A lot of, a lot of uh, reserves are in for that game. Most of the starters are out. Um, and obviously that is the correct decision. Big game on Sunday. I think that this is a game that the Galaxy, once again, they need to win this game for more than one obvious reason. This is a winnable game. Um, obviously, I know the LAFC right now currently is the better team. They're a better form. They're they're playing great. They've been consistent the entire year. Uh, unbelievable the way they've been playing. But the Galaxy are in their head right now. It's hard to deny that. I think even someone, a reporter, asked Vela, is, is Galaxy your daddy? And he said, uh, yeah, we've yet to beat them. Uh, um, and, yeah, I, I think you have to be optimistic, at least somewhat optimistic, if you're a Galaxy fan. It doesn't look so bleak as in the first game where we were playing like shit. And all of a sudden, we had one good game. Uh, we're actually turning it around. We got ourselves another another big signing. 
I, I think we have a fighting chance. Well, yeah. well one, thing's, what do you guys think? one thing's for sure is that the Galaxy understands this rivalry. They care about this more than almost any game in the entire season. These games. Yep. yep. So we're going to come in hard and we're going to come in strong, definitely. And I'm pretty excited to see what we what, what we do. Um, the, you know, for some reason, IFC awakens that spirit in, a, in, in this team where they start playing in the realms of incredible. So I want that to open up, and I hope it does. Um, you know Zlatan's not taking this shit lightly. Did you so. did you did you see what he said no. on uh, on Sunday? No. So on on Sunday he addressed the fans and he said um, that he put a lot of pressure on himself in his debut. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, by by scoring that amazing goal, and um, and so the pressure was that people expect that game after game after game, and it's just not possible. And then he paused for a moment and he said, but. Bring me LAFC, and I will repeat it. <laughs> so he's he's hyped for the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he brought he brought LAFC up multiple. These times. are his championship um, games. Like these are like yes. his big big yes. big games. The LAFC is his big big games. He understands what, what I appreciate, and we've had this conversation before about who who's a bigger rivalry uh, or who's a bigger uh, Galaxy rival is it LAFC or San Jose? And, and Bobby and I agree it's it's a no brainer. It's LAFC. Look at the way we talk about them. Look at the hype. Look at uh, look at the players. They, they. I know there's a history with San Jose, but history is currently being made with LAFC. It's not just territorial or marketing. These they, these fan bases genuinely, genuinely hate each other. The players understand that this is huge. Zlatan talks about LAFC as if, dude, I can. I don't like losing, but there's no way I'm losing to this fucking team. Yeah, I don't care about. San I think Jose. I think that I think the LAFC is Zlatan's biggest rival. Uh, it, it, it is his rival. Well, I mean, but, but that's where it's yeah. that's where no. it's built now. That's the thing. That's where it's yeah. coming from. It's from. I mean, his first game was their first LAFC game. So, like, I mean, it was. Right. I mean, that's it's literally birth. It's built into the lore. It's birth right. through with him. I mean, it's like, Look, and that's why it just got taken over. That's why San Jose was just like wiped off the map for this team as rivalry. It's sure, like, but also, but also, San Jose has not been good, so they've they haven't really, and even though they beat us, um, they, I wouldn't see, say that's that what they're. I was say. It doesn't matter of, if it's good or not. It it only matters within the team when within the teams that played with when. What I'm saying is when they play against each other. So like. Again, LAFC is, you know, like the top, you know, right now. And, 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 and we can be wherever, but when we play against each other, it's when it's like it's a way bigger thing. It has nothing to do with rankings. It's the real, it's a true rivalry because we dislike each other and we know we need to get, get that, that, that challenge. Lewis? I had said this, that this particular rivalry has the potential to be the biggest rivalry in LA sports. I said that before the first game last season. Like, this has the potential to be the, the way that th- these fan bases were hyping this up, the way that they were talking to social on social media, they genuinely hated each other, and, it, and what transpired in that first game shows how huge and massive and how true that statement is. Maybe it's not mainstream, but there's no other rivalry out there within L.A., that comes anywhere near it. Also, Dodgers Angels don't have also that type the, of rivalry. Also the results the, the in the Clippers game. The Clippers and Lakers. Also the results in the game, like how the games evolve. Like they're amazing. They're incredible, these games, you know? 
Yeah. Well, that I mean, yeah. that as well. But what what I'm talking about is just like the hype surrounding it. The only thing bigger is UCLA USC, and it's and it's it's still schools. It's not a professional. They're not professional teams. This is these are schools. The whole the whole point is is that when it comes to standings, football. We'll we'll use football as an example. USC has always been at the top. UCLA has never been able to 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 rival that yet. You can throw that away. It doesn't mean like, oh, you're not a rival this year because you're in last place and we're in first place and you haven't beat us in, you know, eight years. Mm-hmm. So there's no rivalry. Bullshit. No, yeah, you're making like these point, teams yeah. fucking, yeah, they're like, it doesn't fucking matter if you're good or not. It's always going to be a fucking rivalry. And and the hype is always going to be there. And you're, fu- I mean, it's not going to hold true in this case, but your season can be saved simply by beating your fucking rival. In college football, sometimes it's like, hey, just fucking beat Michigan and you're fine. Cool. Just beat USC and you're fine. Cool. Like, it saves your season. It saves a coach's fucking job sometimes. Just beating your fucking rival. You could still not make the postseason or make a bowl, but you beat your fucking rival. Cool. Sign him on for another season. It's not going to play the same way here, but you can see that how, how this game is fucking huge. And Zlatan has been on these teams. He's been in Milan. So he's got that inner city rivalry. He knows what it's about. He's been in Barcelona. He knows what big rivalries are about. Absolutely. So when he says here, so when he comes over here and he says LFCs are uh, our big our biggest rival, anyone who says San Jose, dude, your God has spoken. LAFC is your biggest rival. <laughs> so there's not really an argument there. It really isn't. You're hurting David's heart. <laughs> I'm yeah, just gonna stay truth. quiet. I'm just yeah, gonna the, stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Truth mm-hmm. hurts, man. And yet, and, and, and yet, when you have the opportunity to go to the game, oh. Anyways, I, I, <laughs> you're, I, I you're, got personal reasons for go. that, but can't yes, I, I can't go. It, it, it hurts like hell to not go to that game. I, I have not given you a reason why I'm not going to that game, but it hurts. Like hell to not fucking go in there because I was gonna fucking dress as a revolutionary soldier because <laughs> we're going to invade the stank. I got my musket. That would be New England. Oh um, man, you should have. Yeah, yeah, that would be the New England. Yeah. All I see is New England right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, if that idea sounds ridiculous, it's because it is. You know what's you know what's funny is that uh, uh, the on the ride squadcast are are uh, one of the other one of the other galaxy podcasts. Chris Tucker re- went on a rant about how like when you wear camo, you're not um, you're not like supporting the military. You're just an asshole. You're just an asshole wearing camo. And I saw some people at the galaxy event wearing the like camo. Um, uh, galaxy, uh, galaxy jersey, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, there goes an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> How many assholes do we have here? <laughs> uh, um, All right, you guys have any last words? Not like, not um, like rest in peace stuff, but you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 wow, <laughs> that took a dark turn. <laughs> well, I had this coworker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what, David does bring up shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I had a co, I have a coworker who he passed away like four years ago. But I'm gonna go ahead and eulogize him right now. 
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, by the way, Cruz Azul has just scored and taken yes. the lead yeah. right out of halftime, two to one. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, people that sucks. people that listen to this is already gonna know the results. So, tell, yeah. what are the results? Tell yeah, us. Tell, call us right now. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, Lewis, we did we did have one question from Twitter. We did. Yeah. So Uncle Dishwasher uh, <laughs> asks, "It's only right. been three games." But man, Pavon looks good, and we instantly look better. Thoughts on how long we can realistically hold on to him for, and uh, also, you know, wondering about the details of the deal. Can Boca take him back or sell, and then sell him uh, after this season is over? Two years and probably. Two years uh, and probably. Probably, or probably. I think um, we touched on. Bavon and what that has meant to this team and how he's looked in the mere three games that he has uh, featured in. I think uh, his play currently is speaking for itself, and I think he's nowhere near his ceiling right now. And so it's going to be, uh, I mean, especially at the start of next season, when this team is more complete, when this team is more what it's supposed to be, uh, Galaxy fans should be salivating Wasn't Zlatan. at what could possibly be uh, next season. Um, and what was that, Bobby? Wasn't, was it Zlatan that said that, like, oh, MLS is gonna be, can't, won't be able to hold him for long, so they're going to be sad yeah. about it or something so, like that? Yeah, so, so this is uh, also partially the question, uh, question is, how realistic can we hold on to him for? Well, the, the contract that we have with him is the loan deal, so we don't have any rights to him, I believe. Everything is going to go to Boca, but he will be with us next season the uh, to the end of the season. Now, we do have an option to buy him outright, his entire rights. It's going to be a $20 million price tag. Now, that's pretty fucking high. So you're either hoping to flip him or to use him for, you know, another season. And, uh, you know, you when you buy his rights and you negotiate that contract, how, you know, how long do you want to keep this guy for? Um, it'll probably be something around the, you know, should be around three years, depending on what kind of season he has next season. If he is having a stellar season, I'm not even sure if Pablo would want to stay in LA if the right guy, uh, if the right team from Europe is uh, coming, knocking on, on the door. Uh, you got to remember this guy's only 23 years old. Yeah. He has a full guy's career. Still, yeah. He has the a guy, full career ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he literally is still on the up. At, at 25, you're still technically on the up. This is where your prime is. He could easily be headed to Europe there. Boca cannot take him back, um, at least it's not next season. He is officially ours on loan. He cannot take him back, and uh, at least as far as I know. Um, but he still owns the rights to them. So at the end of that season, he will go back to Boca unless we decide to shell out $20 million. And, so, and, and I've heard that the, the, the number for that isn't quite that high. Like it might be, it might be less than that. It might be closer to like 16 or 17 million. Um, because remember the galaxy is going to pay 2 million for the loan next year. And then, um, they have the option to buy him. But my, my question is, do they have the option to buy him sooner than the end of that loan? Now, does it make sense for the Galaxy to see out the end of the, the loan? Um, because as, as you said, like a team is going to, teams are going to come calling. Um, does it, so does it make sense to, to, for the Galaxy to jump the gun and say, Hey, actually we, we want to go ahead and, uh, buy him this year 
um, you know, maybe like midway through the season or even in the off season, we're just going to go ahead and buy bypass that that year loan and then buy him. And then that way the Galaxy gets to retain their rights. Um, I believe that the option is there simply to lock in the price for the uh, for for Pavon. So let's say after the two million that the Galaxy have uh, agreed to pay for him for next year, they go back and they say they have an option to buy him for 15 million and the Galaxy say, okay, we're going to buy him for 15 million. And then Boca can't say, no, actually, we want to charge you guys more because all of that stuff is already in the contract. So I think the smart move is to is for the Galaxy to bypass that first year loan or that second year loan and then just buy them outright. And then that way they can turn them around. And I also think that he's not going to just turn and run at the end of the season if a, a team comes calling because I think the loan and the, the move has everything to do with his faith in uh, uh, GBS and getting him to a place where he need he wants to be uh, to to move forward into into his future. So I think right. that he's here. I think he's here for sure until the end of next year, and I think even maybe another year after that. So that's it. Two years and probably. Two years and probably. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode one seventy. I'm here with David and Lewis. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you I next week. I haven't finished my scotch. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say I haven't finished my sentence. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 